0: Sermon 656, Beginning to Sink, preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on Sunday, August 5th, 1973. The text, Matthew, the 14th chapter, the 22nd through the 33rd verses. The Gospel of Matthew, the 14th chapter, beginning to read at the 22nd verse. then jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he himself dismissed the crowds and after he had dismissed the crowds he went up into the hills by himself to pray and when evening came he was there alone but the boat by this time was many furlongs distant from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, have no fear. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, bid me come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, O man of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worship him saying truly you are the son of god amen a person who has sunk into the depths of despair despondency degradation can never, ever be disguised. Look at him in his eye, listen to his voice, observe his actions, and a blind man on a galloping horse riding in the darkest of midnights can easily recognize someone who has sunk into the depths of despair. But an individual who has only beginning to sink and has not yet sunk, but only has begun to sink, ah, he's hard to recognize. Very, very hard to know the precise moment, time, or place where a person begins to sink. And that's the crucial moment, isn't it, really? For a man to be able to be sunk has to first begin to sink. But it's so hard to tell when he begins to sink. That's the way it was with Peter. (coughs) You heard it in the reading of this morning's scripture lesson. Peter began to sink, and he was only a few yards from the boat, the boat in which sat eleven of his best friends, one of whom was the one who knew him best and loved him the most, his own brother, Andrew. But you notice there's no assist for help? their own friend, his own brother, beginning to sink only a few miles from their presence, no throwing out of the lifeline, no tossing of the life preserver, not even extending an oar. Nothing. And I present to you the presumption that they did nothing because they did not know that he was beginning to sink. It was dark, it was stormy. it was in the middle of the night, almost four o'clock in the morning. Maybe they couldn't, maybe they didn't want to, but one thing we know they did not see him. But it's always hard to recognize when an individual begins to sink. I can remember when during those summer months when one is in college, you have to find employment. One summer, I worked as a lifeguard at swimming pool south of Pittsburgh, Pine Fork Beach, where they eat meat to beat the heat. It was quite a summer, and I can remember several times feeling my heart stop beating and coming up into my throat as suddenly I would look down and think. It may be somebody was in trouble. It was always hard to know exactly when to attempt a rescue because the person just might be fooling around down in the water or on the other hand he might be beginning to sink. It's hard to tell. But of course, it's, what's true in the physical sense is also true in the spiritual and moral sense. It's not easy to tell when a person begins to sink. The reason it's so difficult is because there are so many different ways that people can begin to sink. And anybody, anywhere, anytime, can begin to sink. Look at Peter. The reason he began to sink was because of his temperament, his temperament. He had one, you have one, I have one, and it was his temperament that got him to begin to sink. His temperament was not evil. This man was not a bad man. He was not, at this particular moment, on a mission of evil began to sink because he was Peter. The other eleven men, they, they saw Jesus, they heard him. I'm sure they wanted to walk on the water to meet him, but they didn't. They were men of sagacity and common sense. They knew the difference between water and land. But Peter, lovable, adorable, impetuous, impulsive, headstrong, adventurous Peter, he had to crawl out of the boat. And when he crawled out of the boat, he began to walk on the water. And when he began to walk on the water, he began to sink. So you see, it was his his temperament, the qualities that were built in him, environed around him, it in his personality that allowed him to begin to seek. Now, do not get me wrong. These qualities, and some of you have them in your personalities as well, they're not bad. As a matter of fact, our Lord looked at them in Peter and thought of them as being strengths. I really think one of the reasons that Jesus picked Peter to be one of the leaders of the band of disciples, and why he changed his name from Simon to, to Peter the Rock was because he, he saw and he knew that he had to have individuals who are impetuous and impulsive and headstrong and stubborn and adventurous. If ever he was going to build the kingdom here on earth, do you ever think where the church might be or where we would be today if it had not been for Peter? We wouldn't be here. Sometimes I have a little hard time studying Paul and Peter because of the strong personalities that they had. But heaven help us all if God had not chosen them to do his will. But Peter at this time in his life, you see, had not learned what some of us yet have to learn. And that is simply that sometimes our strength can also be a weakness. Peter's strength was also his weakness. Your strength can also be your weakness. My strength is sometimes my weakness. That's the way it is, and your temperament can and has the potential and the ability to get any one of you to the place where you begin to sink. This temperament, which you like, I'm sure you do. Otherwise, you would change it. Under the power of God, you do have the ability to change it. But when we change not our temperaments, it's because I assume that we like them. But this temperament which you have and which I have, it has the ability, as some of us know, not only to win for us, and that's why we like it. Remember, brother, it has the ability to wreck you as well. Not only will it reward you, but it can ruin you. Not only can it save you, as it has many times, but it can sink you. And that's something that we should never forget. For when we do, we've already begun to sink. There are so many different ways that we can sink in so many different causes just as peter found temperament to be the cause for his sinking, it may be something else for you there are so many different things that can make us sink and we can sink in so many different places so many different places look where it was for peter in familiar waters, in the Sea of Galilee. That is where he began to sing. He was born, you see, in Bethsaida. And for those of you who know your biblical geography, you know that Bethsaida was on the Sea of Galilee. The last known address that this man had when he was in the fishing business with his brother Andrew was Capernaum. And those of you who were with us last October, you know where Capernaum is, it's, it's on the seacoast of the Sea of Galilee. This man was born by the sea, he was raised by the sea, this man took his living from the sea, and this man began to sink in the same sea, in his own backyard, in those familiar areas. Oh, if he had begun to sink in the Red Sea or the Dead Sea or the Mediterranean Sea, someplace away from home, we would have been able to understand it. But he began to sink in his own backyard, the area which was so familiar to him. That's a point, you see, that sometimes we misunderstand. We always have kind of a feeling in this changing society that we have security with the familiar. And you take away the familiar and we may begin to sink. And some of you parents, I know you don't like to see your children to go away to college or when they are grown to go away to work because you're afraid they'll be out of familiar grounds and in some far-off land, they may begin to sink, and they may very well begin to sink in some far land. But let us never believe that that's the only place they can sink. People begin to sink in their own homes. Some of us come like new ideas, new jobs. We don't like to pick up and move away from the familiar for our we're afraid of what's out there and it, it may overcome us and it might. But we can begin to sink right here as well in the familiar. Peter did. Well, a person can begin to sink anywhere. Anywhere including in that which he knows the best. Be it in his relationship with a person that he's had for a long time, be it in his own school, his own office, in his own home. We think for any one of Many different reasons, anywhere, and unfortunately, at any time, any time, any one of us, for any reason, can begin to sink. Peter began to sink after being a faithful disciple for many, many years. This man, you see, when he had that experience that night on the Sea of Galilee, was not an inexperienced Christian. He was not just a beginner in the higher life. He was not raw and just youthful. He was a mature man. He had known the Lord for a long time. He had followed the Lord a long way. He had spent long periods of time with Jesus. He had done Roman service. He had been under trial by fire. But he still began to sing. You see, I don't care how long you spend in the church, whether you attend it, whether you work in it, whether whether you attend classes forever and a day, it's still possible when you know Jesus to begin to sink. And notice the specific instant when Jesus was sinking. It was when he was answering an invitation of the Lord. began to sink was no trespasser if our lord had said to him no peter no don't come near don't try to walk on the water you would drown we would understand if peter got out and began to sink but our lord didn't say that he said to him peter come then peter crawled out of the water out of the boat and began to walk on the water He was doing what the Lord invited him to do. Yet in spite of it, he began to sink. And you know why? Because he took his eye off Jesus. Because he took his eye off Jesus. As long as he kept his eye on Jesus... Whether or not he was in a mission of the Lord really made no difference. As long as he looked at Jesus, he was all right. A miracle was being performed. The impossible had become the possible. But when he took his eye off Jesus, he began to see the voluminous clouds, the seething the sea The turbulent waves. He began to see himself. And it said he was filled with fear. And whenever you are filled with fear, you begin to sink. And the only reason people are filled with fear is that they have eyes only for themselves and they've taken their eye off of Jesus. Any one of us where, at any time, no matter how many times we've been in this church, we can begin to sink. Even when we're in the Lord's work, when we take our eye off of Jesus, we begin to sink. And the pathetic thing about it, ladies and gentlemen, is that we may be sinking this very moment, and the husband or the wife who is sitting beside us, the son or the daughter, the father or the mother, they're not even conscious of it. Somebody may be patting us on the back and telling us what a great job we're doing we may have our names in the newspapers, we may be sitting here as piously as anybody has ever sat, but we alone, like Peter, on a sea of love, we know that we're beginning to sink, and it scares us to death. Or we can put the blame here. We may know the reason. We can maybe name the spot. Maybe it was last night or sometime during this week at some wish-to-be-forgotten spot. But we know that we're sinking. And we're the only one who knows, so we think. Peter thought he was the only one out there on the sea. But Jesus was watching, and Jesus wanted to reach down and help him. But please notice, Jesus did not reach down and see Peter until Peter first knew that he was beginning to sink. And when Peter himself, not somebody for him, but when Peter himself cried out, Lord, Save me. Save me. Any one of us, at any time, anywhere, can begin to sink. And some of us are beginning to sink this very day, and we know it. There's only one cure, one cure for anybody, wherever he is sinking, whenever he is sinking, and that is to personally call unto Jesus for help and for salvation. You see, that hand that reached out for Peter has lost none of its strength. That hand can reach down into this sanctuary this very moment and catch any one of us and see that that hand no matter how much it wants to reach out he will not reach out unless you call ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters friends let's not wait until we are sung To realize and admit that we have begun to sink. Father, with your hand you touched the widow's son who was claimed dead and he lived. With your hand you touched the heads of little children and talked about love. With your hand, you healed the leper with a touch. With your hand, you placed again the ear which had been severed off the head of that one whom Peter had struck with the sword. With your hand, you reached out and caught Peter. O Lord, for those who are silently praying for help here now, we know that hand will reach out and grasp and save. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.